talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. There we go. We are live. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. Happy Tuesday. I've been gone for a minute. I'm happy to be back. You have been globetrotting over here. You happy to be back in the States, though? I am really happy to be back in the States, and I'm really excited for our guest this week. (laughs) I know. All of us have said, well, wasn't he? He's already... What? Oh, first-time guest. No, this is what I've been saying. Long-time listener, first-time guest. Here I am. During his birthday week, too. I think it's, like, very fitting. Like, we... Roger during his birthday week. It's his first time being a guest. He's still actively viewing the show. He's like one of our most active. I know. Viewers. Yeah, you can't see the laptop in front of me. <laughs> He's doing fan, doing all the work for us today. But uh, he's a listener slash heckler. I feel like he is a full time chat manager when he's listening. I love it. I'm like reading all the comments. So <laughs> yeah, because he's gonna give it to us in real time with his real sexy radio voice. You guys have good conversation. So I mean, I'm I'm involved in the chat. I engage and like I know that helps out with the algorithm to get some comments going, to get some likes going. So I'm just doing my part. Doing my part. And every now and then he's a marketer. Too much? Too much? Yeah, I know. I always get concerned that I'm too much. Yeah. Never too much. much. Never, ever. Don't do too much. That's our other dom. Yeah. Yeah. You never. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Well, welcome It only took 45 seconds till Dom got brought up. So that's not bad. That's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) You're way more important. Don't worry about it. No, you're good. Yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and get started and welcome all new and returning listeners back to the show. Welcome back to Fight Club for Business. We're the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. We're a team of self-employed industry experts. And as we've mentioned just briefly before, Drew Larison is finally joining us on the show this week as our guest, not our heckler. And we're super excited to have him on. (laughs) Drew, if people don't know who you are and kind of, I don't know how, but if you could give them a brief rundown of yourself and your business and background, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So uh, Drew Larison, I'm the founder and CEO of Larison Media, um, which we are a company that exists to partner with small businesses um, so that together we can increase their impact, whether it's internally, locally or beyond, because we're truly a group of people that really believe that small business owners have the power to change the world. So how we do that is through digital marketing efforts, um, website design and development, social media marketing. We handle a lot of Google services, things like that. Um, Anything we really think that makes sense in the year that we're living that can help those business owners increase their impact. Oh, I love that. That was so well said. And I, I'm excited because I get to steal you probably for the most today. For <laughs> um, sharing. We're just giving up. No. And there may be hints of Disney dropped in. Well, yeah. So, yeah, we're also big Disney people. I'm a Disney dad, self-proclaimed Disney dad. Um, By the end of this, I think we'll have a full Disney podcast planned with just Tay and I. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. You guys could just Disney out. Big Disney week. A lot of big announcements happen this week. So we really could. Yeah. 
Yeah, we could. D23, huge. But I didn't even know Disney made announcements. This is really. Oh, they do. Well, also today, actually, what a big week. Disney had big announcements. Apple is announcing the new iPhone today. Um, Big, big announcement week. Yeah. It's like they knew it was your birthday. That's true. That's probably what it is. You're right. I'll tell myself that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Drew. And my name is Taylor Maroney. For those new and returning listeners to the show, I co-own a power washing paper stealing company in South Florida with my husband. My background is in marketing, originally graphic design that then transitioned into marketing kind of admin roles and really learning how to talk about marketing with business owners in a way that they can break down the numbers that they're receiving from marketing companies and really start to implement better plans and decisions based upon that. So thank you for having uh, some time for us today, Drew. And Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for making time for us in between all of your fun adventures and travels. I think you're headed somewhere cool next week. And I love that yeah. you're always taking something in. Uh, my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I My passion is educating and empowering small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also am the owner of Likes Accounting Company, a full service accounting firm where you can outsource uh, your nasty bookkeeping and accounting tasks to me and my team, and we'll help you translate them into dollars in your bank account. Uh, and I am the CEO of Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters, a window cleaning gutter cleaning company based out of Northern California. And yesterday, thanks to the help of uh, JC Chanowski, we launched Christmas lights. So now proud on our nice. So that's been kind of an exciting week. Um, and a plethora of other activities that I, I won't get into here, but I'm a serial entrepreneur and I'm super excited to be back on Fight Club this week with our dear, dear friend, Drew. I can't believe it's taken us this long to get you on the show. So we're sorry and we're happy to have you and welcome. And I'm Martha Woodward. I am co-founder of Quality Driven Software, owned a maid service for about 13 years in a neighboring state. And my passion is helping people build happier workplaces. And funny thing, as you guys were going through it, I thought, ah, and now my husband, he actually went to Christmas light training and has been doing landscape lighting training. And um, he and a buddy started outdoor illumination contractors. And uh, anyway, I'm excited. I get landscape lights and uh, more excited about that than Christmas lights, but bring it on. All the new businesses. Look at your husbands go, guys. I'm proud. Well, I get to steal you first, Drew. And let's see. I don't know where I want to begin. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I'm thinking what I want to start with is something that you did say in your opening that I think is really powerful. And that's you find the thing that's working in this current year to help business owners mm. really start to grow and expand their marketing efforts. What have you seen now that we're kind of, you know, about to get to quarter four of 2023, what has been the thing that you've seen this year that really helped business owners make that impact in their local communities? Uh, It's got to be video. Um, Video has blown up in so many ways in 2023. It slowly started when TikTok took over the world during quarantine in 2020, and it just keeps growing exponentially, Um, whether it's, you know, vertical video specifically on platforms like Facebook Reels or Instagram Reels or TikTok or even YouTube Shorts. Um, Video has really what we like to say internally is become the language of the Internet. People are preferring to consume content the most when it's in video format, which is great because that's what you guys are doing right now. 
with this video podcast um, and then just finding ways to work smarter, not harder with video. And that's what you guys are doing, creating a long form video podcast that can be turned into nine to 10 different clips. I've been on a few podcasts recently, and I think I asked Megan this when she invited me on. I was like, can I have the full video version? Because I want to clip it as many possible um, times as I can, because it's working smarter, not harder. You know, you take that 45 minutes to an hour to create one piece of content. And then instead of just having one piece of content, you can create nine to 10 pieces of content off of that one piece of content. Um, but I mean, video is is really where it's at. I mean, when we started Larison Media a little over eight years ago, eight and a half years ago, um, Canva was a thing. And it, but at the same time, as great of a tool as Canva is, probably everybody in the world uses Canva to make graphic design more accessible for uh, everyone across the globe. Still, even with Canva, small business owners struggle to find the time to create really great looking graphics, whether to post on social media or put on their website, things like that. And as time is going on, Canva keeps getting better and better. Different graphic design tools keep getting better and better. And business owners have found that time to understand Canva enough and other graphic design tools where like they could probably knock out a solid looking graphic, you know, as a small business owner. But yeah. what is next for us as our agency? And this goes back to what you were saying about we're always looking for in the year we're living in ways to help small business owners. We really saw video is that next step. Like, you know, it is really difficult to understand the quality of video, the concept of video, how to do video the same way graphic design was really difficult when we started. We kind of are always changing. Um, there's a line from Gary Vaynerchuk to never get romantic about how you do business. And I kind of took that to heart. Like, I don't want to just always provide the same services as an agency because that's what we've always done. I want to constantly evolve with the need of small business owners and constantly offer services that they need help out with the most. And that's why, you know, we don't get romantic about only doing like tomorrow. If Facebook blows up, no one's on Facebook anymore. I got to knock on wood on that one. But if that happens, Laris Media is no longer you know, providing Facebook services. We are on to the next thing where attention is being paid. And that's where we will go on and serve small business owners to help increase their impact um, as much as possible. That's so true. And I think it's important to note that you did bring up the two different forms of video content, right? The There's a long format, which is what we're mm -hmm. doing here today, which is like you said, that normally goes over, you know, a 15, 30 minute time period, yeah. if not longer. I mean, I get wrapped up in podcasts that are 30, 40 minutes long, and I like to watch them. Like, I like to go to YouTube. I like to be able to visually see the conversation happening. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that, I don't know, I, I can kind of speak for myself on this, but I think it's something we all crave, that long conversation format, or even if it's just someone on it. I mean, preparing for pregnancy, I think I've watched a thousand mm. videos of women sitting in front of their camera talking about products and talking about things. And it's not anything fancy. It's not anything over the top, but it's one of the ways they're able to connect with me as their potential, you know, client in a sense, their, their type of um, avatar that they're looking to work with and be able to have these conversations in an intimate setting in a sense, but also on like my time frame, which I find very interesting. Mm. And Wait, you, what you just brought up is so important. You said intimate. I think authenticity yeah. is is authenticity is always going to win. Um, and that's what you loved about those videos that you watch, but then also on your own time. And we, we don't give TiVo enough credit, but like <laughs> that whole DVR 
movement that happened really changed our expectations of content consumption, where we want to consume what we want to consume when we want to consume it. And podcasts offer that, you know, because podcast is just really funny to me in general, because there's a few minor tweaks. But really what we've done is go back to like that family sitting in front of that big radio in their living room, listening to stories, whether it was Will Rogers or those old stories that used to happen on like those old radios. We're kind of back to that. You know, we've kind of revolved back into like the very first mass content consumption that happened, which was old radio stories. Now, obviously, one of the biggest differences, like I said, is it we can do it whenever. I can listen to an hour-long podcast in five or six different settings on my own time. You know, I don't have to listen to it all at one time. Or if I don't listen to it at this specific moment, I'll never hear it again. You know, so like, shout out TiVo. They don't get enough credit. Like, they've really did change the game on um, our expectations of consuming content when we want to consume it. And that's why I think we get back in like just traditional media conversations. I think radio is missing out on that. If anything, radio stations should have been the best podcasters right? Like Absolutely. they had the equipment, they had the, the knowledge of audio content, they had the personalities, radio should have killed it. But going back to get the conversation about like just being romantic, they got romantic about how they do what they do. And it's also they just don't know what they don't know, which I guess we all suffer from that sometimes. Um, but they had such a setup to be beautiful podcasters. Um, and the, some just, some are doing that, some are killing it and some have missed the mark, but like what you just said is so important on the discussion of why digital content matters is because people don't want to have to be nailed down to a specific time to consume a piece of content. And then it's gone forever. They want to be able to listen to it. They want to watch it when they want to watch it. Um, whenever it's on their time. Exactly. Cause as a homeowner, right. When now looking at it from like a homeowner's perspective, they don't have a timeline that we have as business owners. They don't mm -hmm. know when their sink's going to start leaking. They don't know when they're going to have a roof leak. They don't know when their HOA is going to be on their back about pressure washing. They don't have that exact time frame of being able to plan it all out as much as we would like to as humans. Like, of course, there's a lot of us out there that are very much planners, but it's not how life works. Mm -hmm. So to be able to create this, this format option, right? Where you have the long video format, but you also can break that down into clips that then can continuously be released and short form content for your consumers to be able to consume. That's something that I've noticed. Sometimes I'll find videos that are from a year, two years ago. It's not mm -hmm. really the video that was most recently done by the company, but it's the video that speaks to directly what I need from that company. Which yeah. That's the difference is I'm able to consume that content. Like we were just saying in the time that I need it for the exact need, I need it for my home and my family, which is yeah. to me the most important thing. So it's just a good content strategy. Um, you know, there's kind of like a thesaurus attitude of content for, especially for homes, home, um, service world. You're right. Hopefully, you're not having a leaky pipe every Tuesday or, you know, hopefully you don't need uh, your home power washed every Tuesday. Um, if you do, you should probably really look into it. Something's wrong, but, you know, but it's the idea of, you know, putting content out there. It's just good branding. It's just consistent branding, um, putting more and more content out. So when they do need their power their house power washed, or they do need that pipe is leaking, they've seen your stuff, you've added value, you've educated them, you've entertained them, you know, you've done all those things every piece of good content should do to where it's no brainer, they're going with you. Um, but let's say like, 
all the different pieces of content you create, whether it is a graphic or whether it is a video or a podcast. Now imagine if those pieces of content could only be consumed when you publish them and then they disappear again. It would like the old school radio idea. It's yeah. just, it's, it's not going to be beneficial, but like the fact that it's on demand and people can consume it whenever they want to. It's a huge thing. Huge thing. It's almost like a Rolodex of videos in a sense. Like you're getting this yeah. like Rolodex that's just there constantly that gives you the, yeah. the opportunity to be able to access this at any point. Yeah. Sometimes when we're starting with a, a new client and the big question sometimes is always like, well, what the heck do we make videos about? You know, because then you get people like, I don't know, do we tell them what we're having for lunch that day? I'm like, no, the good first step is every business, especially home service businesses, everybody has like the giant list of like frequently asked questions that you get. Sometimes that's 50 questions. 25 questions start there start with those questions because like those it's something you already know and you know well because it's questions you get asked a lot start with those 20 questions sit down in front of a camera say what the question is tell what the answer is because that's probably what's going to be popping up on search results if somebody's asking that question to you they're probably definitely asking it into google um you know but start with those faqs and then you get more comfortable on camera because that's a real thing being on camera of you guys have learned through this podcast it really is a muscle that you just have to work and get stronger at um, it's rare that someone just wakes up one day and all of a sudden is great on camera in a podcast setting. Um, but starting with those FAQ questions that you're comfortable with, you could talk in your sleep about what the answers to those questions are, is a great way to get into video and get that confidence going for you to be on camera. And now you're getting 25, 50 videos, like immediately yeah. off the jump from just starting from that small base point. 100%. Yeah. And the way just organic reach works the idea that you could only publish or post a video once on social media. I just don't believe that's true. Um, I don't think that's real. I think, you know, those 50 videos could be published maybe twice, you know, cause the same people aren't going to see that video. That's just not how the algorithms work. Yeah. So it's perfectly okay for you to post those videos twice, which now you have a hundred pieces of video content, you know, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's real, but starting with those FAQs is a good way to start. So do you, so we have them start. So I want to kind of stick on this topic for the next, maybe like three minutes and then I'm going to have to sacrifice the rest of my time. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Congress and like you're passing your time to the witness. Yeah. I feel like we can collaborate too. Cause I am like nerding out about it so we can keep going down this rabbit hole. Okay. Sure. Uh, before, I want to interrupt for just a second. Cause like I left for, um, for my month off, I actually write, reread the Ask You Answer, and my staff asked me to record my frequently asked questions so that they could per, they could continue the sales pipeline while I was gone. So they started sending out those videos that I recorded to potential clients, and then my uh, my ops manager asked me to also record similar frequently asked questions for my staff. So every week they were sending little Megan videos to my staff to keep up Megan energy, and I thought like, what a cool way to like clone myself or like replace myself or like. I didn't, I was completely off the grid, but people were still seeing my face and hearing my voice and like yeah. interacting with me. And it, it's, it's not me, but it is me. Like, and it was, I love this idea. Of, they ask you answer just says like, what questions need answering? Like that was, that's all yeah. we had to say. No yeah. scripts. No, I like, love that book. Just prompts. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We do something similar. We obviously, I said at the beginning, like one of the things we do is provide website design and development and we use Squarespace for all of our websites and the reason we use squarespace is when at first we started with wordpress like everybody else in the world we quickly realized though handing off a wordpress site to a small business owner did that business owner 
not a lot of good because they were overwhelmed with it. WordPress is really easy from going zero to 60. And all of a sudden, this small business owner who paid a solid amount of money for this website, that website became a burden to them, not an asset to their business. Squarespace is a beautiful thing where really we always say, like, if you could do a Microsoft Word document, you're going to be able to figure out how to edit your website, change pages, change content, everything like that. And Squarespace just keeps getting better and better. So we're big fans of Squarespace. We've made hundreds of Squarespace websites. Um, But one of the cool things we do, kind of what you were saying, Megan, even Squarespace, how easy it is, some people are more technology challenged than others. So what we do is we create like video screenshots and deliver those with the website project, like showing you like, hey, here's Pam, the voice of the project manager for your website, walking you through, here's how you change a photo, here's how you add text, here's how you, um, you know, even add a new page, showing those back into the websites. We rarely ever get calls from website clients saying like, hey, how do I do this? One, maybe because Squarespace is so easy and two, because they have those videos and they just keep those files and those videos can be handed off to anybody who's like new responsibility is the website. But video is just such a powerful tool. It's such a powerful tool because it's not just audio um, of us like, hey, here's a voice memo of you know how to change text on your website it's an actual video footage of the mouse going through and you could slow it down you could watch it as many times as you want so similar to what you were saying about faqs we do that with every website project and it's super powerful we rarely ever get calls from clients asking to change content on websites for them because they're able to do it themselves and i think once to kind of tie that back into business owners right and how they're able to expand from this point. So we've talked about them doing it internally. We've talked about them doing it externally for the clients and short form content of FAQs and like frequently asked questions in the office or even just tutorial mm-hmm. videos with like Loom or a service of that sort. Mm-hmm. Where do we go? Where does the business owner go from there? Right? Like how do we start to now we've, we've done the basics. We're starting to get comfortable. We're getting to a point where it's okay. You know, I want to start making more creative content, but now where do I go? How mm-hmm. do I, bring this short form content or even long form, depending on what type of, you know, direction this business owner wants to go, how do they start to bring that into the everyday part of the business? And that's why to answer this question is why I always say, start with those FAQs, because I can't underestimate how much of a hurdle it is for some people just to be comfortable on camera in general, um, to where that's kind of the cool part about just anything creative. I can't answer that a blanket statement for everybody because once you get comfortable on camera, once you understand like what you want to sound like, look like, uh, on camera, that's going to be kind of up to the person, you know, like maybe funny videos on a job site, you know, or maybe it's showing videos of a staff lunch. Um, or, you know, we work with a company that has like, uh, employee benefits, they have like this giant wheel that they spin and they give away like fun prizes to their staff once a month. And it's, it's, that's the cool part about it is like every business is going to be different. There's not a blanket strategy for everybody, but getting comfortable and like getting the idea and process in your mind of like always trying to film something that's, that's when the magic will happen because then that's just where all the authentic moments happen, where the authentic authenticity is going to win. Um, it's different for everybody. You know, it'd be very different for, you know, likes accounting compared to your power washing company um, on what you want to show, you know, but with anything, social media content, I always say like one of your biggest goals should be, how do we humanize our brand? How do I humanize the, the brand of, you know, Jeff likes clean windows and gutters. How do we, what's our human version of our brand online and how do we show that through content? 
you know? Um, and if you keep Say that, that in mind, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, I mean, like that, that's, that's always the goal to me is just how do we come off as human, not a brand because it's obvious no one gets on social media, whether it's Facebook, uh, X or Instagram X is Twitter. Um, now, and <laughs> so silly. Um, but you know, nobody gets on those platforms to be marketed to. So how do you create marketing content that doesn't look anything like marketing content that educates, that informs, that adds value and humanizes your brand? Like that's the goal of that content. And it's kind of creatively up to the business on how they want to do that. Well, and I think you said it perfectly. It's taking, knowing in your head that you just have to record everything, right? Like just take the camera out, yeah. record a meeting, record your team out in the field, record a road trip to a job, like record everything and just see what you get. See what comes yeah. up, what's, what feels right to you as the owner or to the marketing team, whoever's handling this type of, you know, assignment. And I don't know, my gut tells me too, like I'm big, big with a collaboration. Like I love to bounce ideas off of people and like bounce mm -hmm. off the team, talk mm -hmm. to them, like see what they like to do. Like what, what type of content do they like to consume? Like talk to your, talk to your customers. Like if you have long-term loyal customers, they will want to help you. They'll want to be able to give feedback on what really hits with them and what resonates. Like, are they watching short form content? Do they like longer form? Do they want more of that explanation in a long format? And I think that's where, again, that's more the human side of it. Like you're having to tap into having those conversations with people, but yeah. Beautiful. I mean, I, th I think what you just described is one of the hardest part about wearing a marketing hat is to fully take yourself out of it and reverse engineer content and fully realize that has nothing to do with you. No, like your marketing content at the end of the day has nothing to do with you. It has fully to do with the expectations of your consumers, um, how you can provide value to them. It's about them, you know, and sometimes as a business owner, we get wrapped up in our own heads that we are what is important because we are the brand and we are the company. Sorry, guys, it has nothing to do with you. It doesn't. And that's one of the hardest parts. But yeah, but what you're describing, <clears throat> reverse engineering it, instead of asking like, what type of video can I get to get somebody to buy this service? Start asking the question is what type of video can I create that will provide the most amount of value possible to the person watching it to where when they need this service, maybe today or 10 years later, we are number one person that's going to pop in their head. Like it's, it's a, it's the same question, but with a little tweak, right? Um, it's not just how do I get the sale? How do I get the sale? How the heck do I provide the most amount of value in the shortest amount of time um, in this piece of content? That's the question we need to be asking. I love it. I'm going to let you mic drop it there and pass it yeah. off. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even come back with anything. That was fantastic. Well, and I feel like we've had a lot of conversations like that, Drew, over the course of our friendship is like, you know, get out of your own way. It's not mm -hmm. about, about them. Um, I listened to a couple of podcasts on my, I'm in Orlando, Florida today. So it's like really far from California. <laughs> and um, I listened to a couple of podcasts on my way here. And one of them was a Fight Club episode that I had missed. And it was with Rob. I'm going to say his name wrong, but Treffendale or something. And he oh. he said this really interesting piece where he said that he would do this guerrilla marketing thing where every month on Nextdoor, he would just share with his neighbors something that they needed to know about their lawns or about their weeds or about their bugs or about whatever it was that season. And he would just say, you know, from your neighbor, you know, your friendly neighbor, the 
lawn nerd or something. He had something mm-hmm. cute. I remember, yeah. It was him as a person, not selling, just educating and sounding really friendly. And I was like, wow, what an easy gorilla tactic. And if we could take that to then like a video or to our own customer base or to some sort of email marketing, I mean, the magic in that. So I love that, Drew. And I love that. Uh, I forgot that you could download podcasts. So I had been on my list for like two months to listen to this podcast. And <laughs> I, Drew, you're right. I mean, it's just right there. You can just listen to it and 12 parts if it takes you 12 parts. You yep. can listen to it while you're driving or walking or flying or, you know, cooking, whatever it is. So I loved that. I want to talk to you because I'm at a... Um, I'm at a home service conference, a big one for bigger companies. And a recurring theme I've been hearing at the bar is lead flows down, mm-hmm. call down, layoffs are up. Um, people are hurting. Like uh, it's, we're not talking about it. I don't think we've really talked about it on the show. I know I've been experiencing it since like pretty dramatically since the second week in July. And you and I have had a couple side chats about that. Um, and I'm always like, I'm not ready to talk about it. I'm not ready to face it yet. I don't want to talk about like, I don't want to put it on my head still in the sand. And so I'm going to rip the bandaid off live on this show. And let's talk about like what Larison Media does that's different, because I think it's so great that you don't do a WordPress website. I had a executive director of a nonprofit uh, on Thursday at my Oh, no, what day is today, Tuesday? Yeah, Thursday at my office. And I was helping her recover her website because it had just disappeared. And I was like, oh, when this happened to me, it was a plug-in. And like you pay all this money to have somebody build a website, but then you don't realize there's nobody maintaining the website. And then you yeah. lose, that, that becomes like a $5,000 brick that's useless um, because of a plug-in update or something. And um, so I made a new website yesterday. And I was like, I'm not doing it on WordPress. Like definitely not. <laughs> I'm not smart enough. So I feel like you have always been heart forward, like very heart centric, very service minded. All of our conversations have been around your clients, our industry, how you can show up and serve them better, your why, I'm planting in the why. So let's talk a little bit about like, let's assume a listener's like me, they've got their head in the sound, but they know the phone's not ringing as much. They know Mm -hmm. it's down. They know that the dollars are not adding up for this year and they're starting to like freak out a little bit. Um, tell us tell us how, how marketing can help us. Tell us how it's more important than ever and how it doesn't have to be this big scary thing if they've never done it before. Sure, yeah. I think, cause I'm also hearing that, I've been on a few other podcasts where that is the topic. Hey, leads are way down. Um, uh, you know, something that has just worked for years is not just slowed, but as for some people like halted to a stop. <clears throat> and I think it goes back to um, attention, which I'll say this too. So a lot of agencies, I truly believe this. And it's something I've had a realization of recently is like, we work with more con- or companies across the country and not just locally where we kind of frankly, just dominate our local market. But the more we grow across the country, I'm hearing this more and more marketing agencies. I truly believe it's a left brain, right brain type of situation. I think you have some agencies that like truly thrive in the creative world. Um, They are that like they love creating graphics or whether they create beautiful, not just looking websites, but the design of how websites work. They thrive in that creative side. I don't know if it's left brain or right brain or which one's which, but (laughs) Is it right brain? 
is which one's the which one's the creative side? I forget. I guess it doesn't matter. They whatever that brain side it is, they dominate that creative side. And then you have some agencies who are dominating in that like that analytical and science side of things. Like they they love the targeting, they love the science of marketing, the data. They live and die in spreadsheets every day. Um, they thrive in that world. And that's that is like a, the an older agency mindset, because when Google, you know, ads first started, it literally if you think it's a different language now, it literally was a different language when they started. But you have agencies that thrive in that science side of things. What I want to see Laris and media doing, and I feel like we're getting there, um, is I want to be both because I think in the world of slowing down leads and conversions, um, and the science side of marketing, whether it's, you know, Facebook ads even, or Google ads or things like that, that's very science driven. We've gotten really comfortable with it. Uh, we've gotten really comfortable with like, I'm going to spend this much per month um, on ads and I'm going to get this many leads back. And if I check it at the end of the month, I'll know it was probably worth it. We've gotten really comfortable with that, but we can, we have stopped really focusing on attention first. And there have been in the last three years since COVID, I feel like certain social platforms have blown up faster than what a Google has blown up, you know, and like things like TikTok, you know, when we, when YouTube first started, you started going to YouTube to ask questions, you know, like I, mm -hmm. I have saved hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands of dollars by going onto YouTube university, as I call it for things for my house. Right. Now, TikTok is kind of taking over that. Like, hey, how do I fix my sink? People are searching on TikTok for the, that type of content. They're not going to Google because they're so comfortable and happy with the platform like TikTok or Instagram Reels that they're using Google less. So here's, here's where I'm at with like the, the conversation of dying leads and things like that. I think more than ever, creative matters. And why I believe that is we are such a creative content focused people that we are, that's where we're going for information. That's where our attention is going. The amount of uh, growth we're seeing in some of our clients, uh, social media ad campaigns that are using a vertical video instead of just a link to a website is crazy. Like we're seeing so much more engagement not just like likes and shares and video views, obviously, but we're seeing so much more leads because we are creating that ad piece of content that meets the expectation of the informational consumer. That's a very fancy way of saying like we're creating content that people want to be seeing, you know, so we're, we're using video ads more than ever, and we're getting more leads with video ads than we are just a targeted Google search, you know? So it's, if anything starts to slow down, we're very quick to blame or quick to blame maybe an agency that's doing the work or maybe the platform, but it always will go back to where is attention being paid? Where is the mass amount of attention being paid by these informational consumers out there? And it's video. And it's creative content and creative is mattering more and more than ever before. Um, nice rhyme. But oh, I think back. that's that's a big part of it. I think we're still relying on old strategies that aren't being paid attention to as much anymore as they have been in the past. And then ignoring strategies that it's obvious where people are paying more attention. Yeah. Share your Gary Vaynerchuk quote one more time. Which one? I say a lot of them. The romantic. Oh yeah. Just, you can't be romantic about how you run your business. 
And I feel like you just gave a great example of that. What 100%. Worked, what worked a month ago, what worked six months ago, what worked a year ago isn't necessarily working right now. And it's, and it's, I, you know, I started throwing money at marketing uh, for the first time ever uh, in December. And I did some, Drew and I had some serious conversations this summer. I was like, it's not performing. It's not performing. And I, you know, you think it's the vendor and you think, and sometimes it's just the medium. Sometimes it's just not the right time for the right market in the right way. And it's not the vendor's fault. It's just, it's not working. And so I pulled it and it was so scary to pull it because when we're in this like kind of fragile position of lower leads and lower conversion rates, like we're throwing spaghetti, like help make the phone Mm. ring. Right. So, um, I, I've loved all of your answers to that. And the thing that I've noticed is I've been grabbing back to when I started. So the things that worked in 2008, the things that worked in 2009 are kind of working again. And so I'm going to challenge listeners when you like think about what, what, you know, we were used to just throwing money at Google. We were used to throwing money at Yelp. We were used to throwing money at Nextdoor. We were used to, you know, investing in these ways and maybe it's not working in this current market. So, um, don't, one more time. So the I can't, I got to stick. To Just it. don't get romantic about how you run your business. And even though to the point, there's another, um, another quote from Gary that I love. I think I own a t-shirt that says it on it. Like the marketers are really good at a lot of things, but I think our biggest talent is ruining things. I think we're really good at ruining things. Marketers. I think we've ruined, um, newspaper, where you could literally flip through a 50 page newspaper and not recall one of the little squares in between the articles. Yeah. It's, you, you could not look at any of the ads. You could flip through that entire newspaper, get to the end. You have no clue what ads were in that paper. Dare I say hot take potentially, if you're Googling something, you could look through 70 Google search result pages and have no clue what the top three sponsored results were. You know why? Because marketers have ruined those. People aren't looking at them the same way. We're not looking at the newspaper articles anymore. We strictly go go down to that map uh, feature on a Google search or we're in the organic search results because we don't want to be advertised to, right? It's the same thing. I say one of the worst um, things ever to happen to radio advertising is when cars started putting that one through six bar underneath you know what like literally the only reason that one through six bar like trillions of dollars of change happened in the automotive industry and adding that one through six bar it's because when you're listening to the radio and an ad pops up you can quickly push number two and see if music's playing there oh there's an ad on two let me go to three let me go to four let me go like keep pushing numbers until there aren't ads being played on the radio like marketers are beautiful at ruining things and it's no always the job. Like, I absolutely, I love, I drive very little. I maybe drive like 10 miles a week max, but I love to listen to the radio because it's not like a, my playlist. It's somebody else's playlist. Yeah. And I totally do that. The second there's yeah. an ad, I just skip, skip, skip. Yeah. Oh, and Tito. Tito got rid of radio ads. Like Amy Smith says guilty. Oh, that's so good. We have to pass you to Martha because I know you guys are going to like nerd, nerd, nerd out. So I am going to do that. 
Um, but I'm going to leave your mic drop moment as marketers are really good at ruining things. So. We're really great at it. So it's, it's our job as marketers, like to always be looking for that next thing we can ruin as bad as that sounds, but it's, there's always a platform that we haven't ruined yet. And I think Facebook and social media platforms, they provide more variables. Um, like if, if Facebook only let you do ads with link posts, it'd be one thing we'd probably ruin that quick, but since we, Hey, we can do a graphic. Hey, we can do a video. Um, there's different ways to make it look fresh and Facebook and social media also offers and probably the best platform ever an ad that doesn't look like an ad you know is if it's it's if it's good creative there's a Seth Godin tweet or a quote that just basically says the best type of advertising is the advertising that looks nothing like advertising social media platforms offer that opportunity more than anything else because it just looks like another post on our newsfeed right um, and if you're creative enough and can make it you know, grab their attention or add value, entertain them, educate them. That ad just turns into a piece of content that they're going to love that will turn into an advertising piece of content. Sorry, Martha, go ahead. Oh, I love it. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. Okay, Drew, I want to talk to you about when you go into, I'm going to use home service business because that's mainly our audience. When you go into a home service business and they want to produce some marketing content, videos, et cetera. What, what are you like, what's your angle? What are you trying to showcase? You talked about the, you know, humanizing it. So what would that mean when you walk in? Oh, it's tough. It's, it's different. Every company is different, you know, whether it's the same industry or not. And maybe that's the answer is we really try our best to figure out what makes this company tick. Um, what makes this company different? You know, we could, I could literally meet all day, every day with residential cleaning company, residential cleaning company, residential cleaning company, residential cleaning company. And probably at the end of those conversations, there's enough uniqueness about each one of those companies mm -hmm. that that's what we want to like really dig in and find. Because I mean, I've said it multiple times. It was one of the first things I said on this show was authenticity is what wins. Um, people love brands, let alone people, but in which brands are made up of people, but people love people that are real, that are authentic. And before you can just be like, cool, I'm authentic online. Sometimes it takes some digging to really find out who are you. And it, mm -hmm. you know, Megan, um, kind of peeked at it earlier. We do these things called, um, why discovery consultings with businesses, which ironically, we just did one for a cleaning company last week. And it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And they always are. But really, we follow the Simon Sinek, um, you know, start with why method. But when we started with that company, the like the it's a five hour workshop. We started working with that company. Almost every single person in the room, they only talked about like the growth, the money, monetary growth of the business and basically what they do, you know, whether that is sweeping, cleaning, anything like that. By the end of that five hour workshop, everything they had written down, stories they had written down, um, moments that they were very proud of the work they do as a cleaning company, none of them talked about vacuuming. None of them talked about sweeping. None of them talked about scrubbing. They were other stories that had happened within that company. And like, that's where we find the good stuff, right? Like that's where we find the real purpose behind a business and it never fails. It's always really, 
it's always around like the two and a half hour mark. People are like starting to really click and they get it. They understand why the like this workshop started as like, crap, this is something emotional mumbo jumbo. My boss dragged me to today. But then around like two and a half hour mark, they're like, oh, I do so much more than clean, you know, and like we could do that with so many different cleaning companies and the answer is going to be different because not it's just different people. Right. So I think we really try in, you know, there are some marketing companies that I don't know. I don't want to call them lazy. I don't want to be mean, but like, it's the same content. It's the same messaging. It's the same marketing. It's the same language. Everybody, every client they work with works in the same industry and everybody smells the same. They look the same. They sound the same. It's blah. Right. And that's fine if you want to do that. But what we really try to do is figure out who are you? Not just what do you do? How do you do it? But why do you do it? Because when you find out that why, that's what changes everything, not just marketing wise, not just my marketing and branding language wise, but it changes everything internally, how your team looks at what they do for a living. Um, it changes locally, how you look to your community, um, how you're involved in your community, what type of position you have in your community. And it definitely changes beyond you know, and what really your brand can accomplish, but it all starts with why do we do what we do? You know? Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. I could go off, I could go off, but it's, it's an amazing thing. Well, and I mean, you already said that that's the creative side, you mm -hmm. know, and, and that's, that's interesting. I mean, I guess that would answer why some of us, including myself, aren't always successful because one, you're in it and it's hard to step back and see mm -hmm. what those moments are. And then two, you know, we don't all have those creative juices inside yeah. of us to be able to do that. And that's what you pay people, yeah. you know, an expert for. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's easily comparable. Sorry if I cut you off. It's easy comparable to where one of the, my least favorite things about being a business owner, um, whatever title you want to give me is like minute financial details of things. Yeah. I, I, I hate it because I am like that creative mind. I don't want to be tied down to like dollars and cents. So because of that, almost everything financial I outsource, you know, I mean, one could argue likes accounting company and, you know, different types of companies like that at Laris media, we are the same business. We are, we have the exact same business model. If someone, a business owner loves what they do, they love getting their hands dirty. They love being in the dirt, you know, things like that, but they are not a creative person. Boom. You hire a creative company, right? It's comparable to like a commercial cleaning company. You don't want, you don't want to be cleaning. You don't want to take on this specific business task. Um, you outsource it to a commercial cleaning company. You know, so it's it's very similar. We are the world of creative, though. You outsource creative. Mm -hmm. And I've seen I've seen some of the work you've done with companies, and and maybe it's just what I paid attention to. But what I've seen you doing is a lot of showcasing employees, and I know that not that I was a successful marketer, but I, I know that that worked really well for us in the residential cleaning business. And I have to believe that 
homeowners want to know who's coming to their home, mm-hmm. who is, you know, can I trust them? Um, and they really loved, like you mentioned the spin wheel. They loved seeing the behind the scenes of what we did to like reward and build up our employees. And I've noticed like with, with Salcedo Lawn, um, I've noticed some of the videos and things you're doing with the employees. And I, it really appeals to somebody like me who would be a mm. consumer. Um, I love to know that it's a good, you know, I, I get the warm fuzzy vibes when you watch something like that, because you feel like automatically it's a good company. You know, Mm -hmm. those are good people because they take care of their people. Yeah. And I mean, I know you have a strategy to that. So, but it humanizes it too, right? It's Mm -hmm. not just, you're not dealing with a corporation that's setting arbitrary pricing that's out to gouge you. You know, I, I feel like when you can humanize it with the people and the culture and the benefits, like, some of our best ad campaigns come from those where we're asking for help recruiting new team members from our clients. And it's because we talk about all the benefits and then mm-hmm. our our clients don't know what we do for our employees. And I don't know. I, I love. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's multi-purpose, though, Megan. You're 100 percent right. Like that content. Um, and Martha, you said a term I like to use is like behind the scenes content, like make them feel special. If I wasn't following this company online, I wouldn't be seeing this fun behind the scenes content. But you're right that the content that really highlights staff, um, the, the content that highlights what makes you different internally. You know, we, we use that word like the, it would really highlight the impact that you're creating internally for your own company as well. Um, the companies do that, that content. Yes, it's good for marketing content because what you said is correct, Megan. Like it humanizes you. It humanizes and makes like this company isn't. I'm not. I'm not just going to be a number to this company because goodness, look what they do for their own staff. Imagine what they're going to do for me. But at the same time, that content also really works well for recruiting. You know, because I don't know. One of the things I've been shocked at the most hiring people over my life is post job trauma that could be brought into other jobs that people have is very real. So I think more than ever, um, employees are looking at a place where they can avoid stuff they've had to deal with in the past with other companies and showing that type of content. We're like, Hey, I don't know. It's cheesy, but like, we really are a work family, you know, and like the, the people really care about us so much more than just a paycheck. Um, that also helps out with recruiting, which in the home service world is always something. Right. That, yeah. That's always going to be a struggle. It's always going to be, you know, find people that are okay with doing the hard things. Um, it's always going to be hard, but that content works for both. It helps out with consumers that are looking to choose you over somebody else. Um, like I said, uh, look how they treat their staff. Imagine how they're going to treat their customers, but it also really works well for recruiting. Yeah. And I know this sounds silly too. I know staff and we've heard this from, honestly, I've heard this from my, um, my staff as well as like client staff. They, they kind of love, you know, being on the internet, like whether it's a video, like they, they kind of love that whole idea of like, Oh, I'm going to share this. You know, this is me at my job. Like, look at the fun stuff. My, my company did, um, for me and my team, they love that kind of stuff too. So it's, it's just very beneficial. It doesn't do any harm. Like that is content that is evergreen, beautiful. Yeah. I find it shocking, like when I'll have a team member like share something like, look, I was highlighted on my company's Facebook page. It's a big today. deal. Like, That's cool to you? Like, it's oh, a big deal. Cool. Yeah. 
And Once again, Megan, so, it's not it's about you. So it's in that situation. It's about them, right? It's hundred percent about them. Like to, for to you, Megan, you're on the internet all the time. Um, and it, it's just become a thing that you just know, but for them, it's a big deal. You know, it's to get that sort of recognition. And honestly, especially companies where that owner is the face a lot, um, whether it's in marketing material or like they're doing other stuff, it makes them feel like, Oh, look at me. I'm in the same space as what the owner would be, you know, and it, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Lisa, I miss Nathan. I'm just going to say. I will. I was about to say, you know, it I makes don't, a huge difference that he's gone and makes me sad. <laughs> I, uh, I don't talk about quality driven a lot, but I will say when I had my home service business, I, well, when I started QDS, I really thought it was going to be about the client retention because mm -hmm. you send out that one question survey, how'd we do, you get back the comments and it was just about the client retention and, you know, employee performance. But it was probably one of my best retention tools ever yeah. and also kind of marketing because I could just copy and paste those comments into our internal chat and brag about them. Mm -hmm. I could then go to um, the social media page, copy and paste it, but then I would add the employees pictures that they were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I put my blurb about, Oh my gosh, look at what Mrs. Smith in Owasso, Oklahoma said about, you know, Tiffany and so-and-so. And I mean, you're doing it better because you're doing it with video, but I like easy and it was <laughs> copy and paste. <laughs> but almost never would we do that. And I didn't get an inquiry for services. And then also some shares and, you know, sometimes uh, yep. it was the recruiting tool. So yeah. it's, it, I, showing the behind the scenes, that was my comfort zone. And yeah. uh, I love that you tap into that big time. Yeah, something similar to what we're doing. So you guys have heard me word, use the word impact a lot. And like that word is in our why statement. Um, our staff has shirts that say like impact maker. Like that's truly what we do here is truly believe what we do here is like we create impact for small businesses. Um, so much so that we created this cheesy beyond cheesy, but it's so fun um, monthly thing called an impactometer or impactometer. We haven't landed on which one we want to call it yet, but basically it's a Google form throughout the month that every time one of our staff creates a moment of impact for a client of ours, they fill out that form. And at the end of the month, we have like this giant spreadsheet of all these impact moments um, that we've created. And we, we did that for a few months and I'm like, wait a minute, we have hundreds of pieces of content just sitting here. And like, then we started having that same staff member get in front of a camera and tell about that moment of impact and hearing it from that staff member's yeah. mouth. Like there's such a pride and like proud, like this is what I did, you know, for our clients. I created like this cool moment of impact. I played a small role in this moment that like 
dear God, who knows how big of a ripple effect that could possibly, you know, uh, make for our clients. Uh, but you're hundred percent right. So many times, you know, we talked about the FAQs starting with that type of content, but like there's probably hundreds of pieces of video content sitting on your guys's computer right now that is just there for another purpose. And I saw a comment earlier, um, by the way, it's hard to do the comments and talk on the show. So good for you guys doing that every week. Um, that's right. But I saw somebody like say the term, like recycle your content. And like, that's hundred percent true. Recycle your content, but also just recycle the moments that happen in your business. Um, there's another great quote, document don't create. And like, I think when you get that mind, like mind shift of like, I'm not going to be creating content because then it's just too too gimmicky. You're just creating content, but rather if you're just documenting what's happening in your business all day, every day, goodness gracious, that's the beauty. That's the gold, right? If you can document really cool, authentic moments that are happening that you're proud as staff of that your client is, um, you know, proud of, of what you guys did for them. That's the gold content. So document don't create. I love that. Well, you know, you talking made me think of an opportunity that I miss since I don't own that maid service anymore. But for those of you listening can do this. So I could have taken it a step further and I could have taken like those best comments, put it on some kind of poster board or something. They could have held that. And then I could have done a video of just asking them, so what does this mean to you? Or what, you know, why would, you know, Mrs. Smith say that about you? What is it about your job that blah, blah, blah. And um, because I was never successful getting my employees to do a video. Yeah. But I think that's also because, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't like if I would have sat there and had a conversation with them on Mm -hmm. video, I think I could have gotten it. But just to say, tell me why you love your job. (laughs) That never worked. But (laughs) holding something like that and then saying, what about this makes you love your job, you know, or something. um, That's cool. Yeah. Somebody document don't create. Yeah. Yeah. We have like a team brags channel at likes accounting, but we added this past quarter, a client brags channel. And it's, I've been trying, like, it's so funny how there's like this, like you said, it's a muscle for video. Mm -hmm. It's also muscle for like bragging or gratitude that requires. So one of my team members, their KPI for the week is how many brags were shared in the Slack channel because they're trying to promote bragging. Right. And so we're moving between like, it started as everyone's bragging on themselves, which is like, (laughs) right. Like you gotta, and then it was like bragging on each other and now bragging on the clients. And then what Martha just reminded us, we need to bring that full circle and tell, tell the clients we're bragging on them and maybe better yet have the team tell the clients that we're bragging on them and why. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love this idea of making it public and Martha, I think you're right. It's a good prompt. Like just having, having yeah, this words yeah. the blank page. Well, there's there's a lot of things that tie together, like client service, like client service and home service. There's a lot of connection points, right? Um, client service. It's, it's sometimes we're so focused on servicing that client and what they need, and hopefully that they're you know happy that we forget to actually do our wins. So one of our core values at Laris Media is ownership. 
where we own up to our successes and failures with a natural desire of repair or celebration. And I'm like really happy to say, like, we've really gotten to a good point of like, when we screw up, which we do, we're humans, we're not perfect. We really do own up to those, um, those screw ups. And we have a, like a natural desire, like, uh, yeah, it happened. How do we fix it? Right. But like the, the other side of that also owning up to our wins, that's hard. And honestly, we're not great at that. And I think that's the harder one. Um, but like, there's so many wins that happen that we need to like take time to pop that bottle of champagne and like really, you know, talk about the great things that we're doing. Um, so that impactometer is the start of that. Um, but I think we, everybody probably could be doing that so much better. It's just really taking the time to congratulate ourselves on the good that has happened. Um, there was another quote I heard, um, celebrate more, compare less is a really big thing in my brain right now. I think with the world, the internet and social media, we're constantly comparing ourselves to either other people or other companies. And we're not doing enough celebrating of where we're at. And we care too much about where we're at compared to somebody else. Uh, so like that goes into what we're talking about. Celebrate more the wins that are currently happening and stop comparing ourselves to so many other people that who knows why we think they're ahead of us, but like that shouldn't stop us from celebrating where we're at. Love it. Love it. We have to go to homework. Uh, yep. And we're, this is a good one, Drew. Like we're running yeah, over. It's great. And, it's yeah. And we all talked about marketing. Tay, are you proud of us? I know. I'm <laughs> very marketing centric show. So I'm very, I'm very happy right now. Cause all of it was even tying back in the end there to what we were talking about with like authenticity in the beginning. So yep. it's, um, it's a very, it's, it makes my heart happy today because it's the type yeah. of marketing I like to talk about. And I know Drew likes to talk about, which is the human side of marketing and not just the create content, get stuff out there, like do stuff just to do stuff. Like you're doing it because you have a purpose. You're doing it because you have a reason and you want to connect with people. And that's really what marketing is being geared towards more right now is that connection, that authenticity, that intimacy and humanization of the social world, which is so important. So I'm very proud of everyone. <laughs> I knew, <laughs> I knew I was it. gonna bring it, but y'all did too, and I'm so happy. <laughs> Love it. But as far as homework goes, it's probably gonna be a lot of marketing-centric homework. Uh, so please make sure when we go through these homework assignments that you do only pick one, because there's gonna be one of these pieces of homework that's really what you need to do to move the needle forward in your business this week. And that's what makes our podcast different. We want you guys to really implement what you're listening to and not just consume this content, but be able to put this content into action in your business this week. So marketing homework from the marketing segment, I guess you can say. Um, we did talk a lot about how video has become the language of the internet. And that's something that it's not going to go away anytime soon. So I know I've probably given this homework before, but we're going to add Drew's little twist to it. And I want you guys to look at your FAQs and just make five videos. I'm not going to ask any more than that. Five, uh, you know, FAQ video based questions and just start there. Just get comfortable, get the camera set up. If you want to have a little ring light to bring some more lighting that makes you feel more comfortable, whatever <laughs> makes you feel good, do. Like, I will never be the person to judge you for it, and nor would anyone on this screen, but you need to get comfortable in front of that camera. And starting with something you know, like the facts and questions about your business is the best place to get started. Yeah. Love it. And Love it. use them. 
and use them. Yeah, I kind of want to piggyback on that. Like, um, it was just really helpful for me. Last August, I took an hour. One, and I know I'm on camera a lot, so maybe that people are like, ah, oh, I can't. It will take me more than an hour. Fine, block two hours. But I just took an hour and I went through like the top questions that I answer in a sales meeting, and I did a video for each one, and I tried to keep them less than two minutes. And then I went through like my why discovery. So mission, vision, core values, why I started likes accounting and what makes us different. Those five questions. And I answered them again in a video. And I first shared those videos with our team to make sure like, am I saying the right thing? Like, is this actually what we're doing? Is this the way we're intending to deliver? And then we put it into the sales funnel. So um, I'm going to just, I'm going to piggyback on your homework take because it's good. Um, and if you need to break that down, like if that is too much of a hurdle, you're like, there's no way in hell I'm going to do videos this week. Then I'm going to say, write the questions, mm, get them all yeah. in one place, right? Like, cause that actually took me a little bit of time to think of what questions do I need to answer, want to answer. And then it came easier. So write the questions. Um, and your staff can help you out with that too. They, they will know those questions for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Martha? And I'm, I'm not moving. Okay. Um, I've got a robot vacuum in the background, so I keep muting. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't know what happened there. So my homework is going to be, I've got like three, like I'm being like Megan, but I'm only going to give you one. And the one I'm going to give you is centered around people. So I stay in my lane. But I think it's easier to start with video by bragging on your employees than it is to start with a feeling about you and your business. So um, I encourage you to do some form of what we talked about on this show, whether you make phone calls to follow up uh, whether you get emails with people bragging, whether you survey, use that content and then repurpose it. We talked a lot about that. And you can even have your employee with you in a video and you bragging about them. Something as simple as that. Um, but use it. You, you've got to don't just get creative and produce it, but use it. And if you're a perfectionist, don't watch it. Just post it. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> Which, uh, honestly, that's what I had in my head is value matters so much more than production. So much more. Like, if you're creating content, I don't care if it's with your phone in a dark room with one light, but you're adding value to people watching it they will care so much more about that than they will. Like, why wasn't he using a $10,000 camera? I am not watching this video. That's a statement no one has ever said. Like, let's get over that, right? The value you talk about in a, the video, the value you're bringing to people, the questions you're answering, um, maybe the, the entertainment you're bringing, that matters so much more than, like, because a lot of people, they start asking me, like, what kind of camera should I buy? I'm like, use your phone. Don't even think about cameras. Don't even think about lighting. I say that while I'm in like a really nice studio right now, but it's my job. So it's okay. Um, but like, you know, don't worry about all that stuff. Worry about how am I going to be adding value? Reverse engineer it. 
how do I make it about the consumer and not about myself? Because a lot of times the production comment that's fueled by our own, you know, being vain. Like we want to look the best. We want to sound the best for us, our purposes, not the actual consumer's purposes. Um, so value matters so much more than production. I, can yeah. I put that as your homework or is that not your homework? Sure. I, I put Drew's homework, prioritize value, right? 100%. Make it about always. your consumer and not about you. Like really, I, I, Drew's told me that like a thousand times. Text, voice memo, call. Megan, it's not about you. Stop it. It's not about <laughs> you. No one cares. No one cares about you. That's not true. People care about you. Just, uh, you know, yeah. No. Right. Um, okay. So quote of the week. Um I don't know. I feel like I kind of want to quote you, Drew. Usually this is Michelle that does it. But I'm going to just say document, don't create. Love it. And I'm going to attribute it to you because I heard it from you first. Um, yeah. That, I'll take it. Document, don't create. We're sitting on treasure troves of content. Um, it's just a matter of sitting down and repurposing it or finding it. So I love that. And if someone wants to get into contact with you, Drew wants to kind of chat with you more and extend this conversation further, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll actually comment on this live for my personal account. So you guys can just message me there or drew at larisonmedia.com. Um, it's an easy way to get a hold of us. Uh, actually, I've seen someone started a live chat on our website during this live because they're watching this live. So apparently you can do live chat on our website as well. Um, but yeah, just larisonmedia.com or drew at larisonmedia. Or like I said, I'll comment on this video so you can just click over my personal profile too. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. I don't know how we didn't even get to talk about Disney. I know. Well, that's we're saving that for our other podcast. Yeah. So yeah. I got to go pull mic and sound more like radio so I can match Drew's energy. No, because value matters more than production. It's not true. Uh, it was Nicole. It was Nicole that reached out to you. So uh, okay. I can't wait gotcha. to hear what conversation oh, comes from that. Good stuff. And Jonathan, thank you for all of the comments this week. You really were a champion listener. Yeah. Kind of through. Um, I, I feel like um, you, you had some really, really great comments, but there was one I wanted to share before we go, we end. And it's so in line with everything we were saying. He says in August, he gets more of a response when he shares the schedule for shark week on his cleaning nice. page oh. than any cleaning oriented. And I do feel like there's a pivot there if you use shark vacuums. We could totally like have a 100%. Shark oh. and shark week, uh, Jonathan. But that's so smart. Like, you know, just serving our community. Hey, here's the schedule for shark week in case you needed it. Right. <laughs> All I'm seeing right now is like you put a shark fin on your vacuums and make a video of vacuuming carpet with like a shark fin. And like, yeah, there you go. Amy King would give away a shark vacuum during shark week. Love that it. Was fun. Aww, smart. Old sharks misunderstood this, animals this might be our longest episode we have to end it guys we're, we're, okay. we're getting oh, cut off man. <laughs> right, michelle gonna... would have cut us off by now okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you go. we'll see you next tuesday uh, bye thank you drew absolutely thank you guys appreciate it keep fighting
business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for business.